Hey everyone, welcome to Meat Sports Alcohol for Monday, June 14th. And on today's show, uh, we start off with an interview with Gerald Bourget. Uh, it was a really interesting interview. He's a great guy, super smart guy. Uh, he's an NBA editor and lead Suns writer for The Step Back and Fan Sided. He's also host of the Valley of the Suns podcast, which is actually really cool. You should definitely check it out. Good podcast, especially if you're a Suns fan. Uh, but yeah, we have a really fun time with him. Special guest appearance uh, from our resident uh, Suns fan and friend of the show, Carson. Uh, and then uh, we do our My Lackluster Performances of the Week, and they are very lackluster. All right. Take it away, chat. Big up, big up the whole island. Massive man straight from that golden globe. Respect. Boss man. You don't know. Respect. Big true. Make the king go up. Make the king go up. Donald no one for Robert. Boop, boop, boop. Donald. Boss man. Straight from that golden globe. Boop, boop, boop. We now welcome on Gerald Bourget. Uh, he's NBA editor and lead Suns writer for The Step Back and Fansided. He's also host of the Valley of the Suns podcast. Uh, thanks so much for joining us, Gerald. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, ex- excited to talk Suns. Uh, I was watching the Suns game last night. I was just like pausing every 20 seconds to come up with a question because they're basically probably the most fun team to talk about right now in the playoffs, right? Yeah. It's, it's been bizarre because I've been covering this team for six years and the bubble run last year was fun. It was like one of the bright lights of 2020 for me, honestly, but I never expected them to have a season like this. And it's incredible, like seeing the whole city, like rally around this team and seeing people from all over the place wanting to jump on the bandwagon. It's been, it's been wild. I, I think you can definitely add me to that list. I am all yeah, aboard. Me Suns too. Yeah, yeah. I love it. He's a, he's a Nets fan, but. <laughs> well, yeah, until they play the Nets in the finals. Over the yeah, yeah, I think that's um, fair. Yeah. What has it been like, you know, I probably watched, I don't know, four or five, maybe six Suns games, pretty much just the nationally televised games. I watched the games against the Jazz, uh, a couple of those. But I feel like every basketball fan knew that the Suns were good but maybe didn't appreciate them to the fullest and then now that they're just going crazy in the playoffs it's like everybody's on the bandwagon and recognizing them what's it like as someone who follows the Suns finally seeing like everybody else catch on to what you probably already knew that they're very good yeah I mean it's been really cool and it's not really something I can lord over other people because heading into the playoffs you know four of their top seven rotation guys had never played in a playoff game before so I thought if they played the way that they had all season that they would be capable of doing this, but I didn't know for sure that they would be able to because you just never know how the playoffs are going to hit certain guys and they've all risen to the occasion. They've all played. I mean, they've been playing their best basketball of the season and they look like a legitimate finals contender, which I already thought they were, but it is really cool to see other people like realizing like, okay, this team could actually win a championship this year, which is really cool for not just the Suns, but also for Chris Paul and and his entire career arc. Like that would be a really neat way for him to kind of wind out his career if they were able to do it. Yeah. One of the things I love the most about the Suns is like beyond the big three of like Aiton, CP3 and Booker, their role players are just so much fun. Like, and they've all, like you mentioned, all risen to the occasion um i'm a heat fan so i i was a big jay crowder fan last year so i have an affinity towards him but 
out of all the role players that you got, you got the cams, you know, Bridges, Jay Crowder. Is there one in particular that you've like really been a big fan of? I thought yeah, the big I mean, three you were about no, to name, just real quick. I thought you were about to say the big three of the Suns, Campaign, Cam Johnson, Corey Craig, <laughs> the way those yeah, guys yeah. are playing. Yeah. Uh, but sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, I would probably go with Crowder. I think Mikhail Bridges has stepped into a more prominent role than role player. Otherwise, I'd pick him because his growth has been incredible this season. Um, but Jay Crowder is just a guy that, does all of the little things he plays really stout defense he communicates he's a leader for this team you know Chris Paul gets all the credit obviously because he's Chris Paul um, but Jay Crowder has been really important on that same leadership and experience front for this young team and you know when the guy is hitting threes like he, he can be a little streaky obviously we all know that but when he's hitting threes there's nothing quite like it as far as crowd going wild for him because He'll, he'll just catch and launch and it's yeah. like irrational confidence guy threes and nothing gets a crowd fired up more than that. So it's, it's always fun when he's knocking those down. It totally does. I'm always on the edge of my seat when I start to see him just <laughs> swing back and it always, it's always the threes that hit the back of the rim and just flush straight <laughs> yeah. down and you're just, yeah, Crowder, let's go. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. It's all business. And he always, yeah. he's, Every time he shoots a three, there's a chance he's going to get a four-point play out of it because of his shooting motion. <laughs> That's exactly what I was saying. I feel like he has to be the leader in getting fouled on threes. Like, oh yeah, he's got to be up something there. about it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. This isn't really a question, but it kind of relates to what we were just saying. I feel like the Suns are low-key, like the perfectly constructed team. And if I was an NBA player, it would be like my number one team to play for. Like you have Chris Paul, just classic, true point guard, sharing the ball. Aiden, who's always down low, grabbing rebounds, playing defense. All the wing guys are so fun because they're actually, they're good on defense and like can definitely knock down shots. Um, mm -hmm. I never, again, paid too much attention to it before the playoffs, but they're just like a incredibly well-constructed team. Yeah, I mean, James Jones deserves a ton of credit for the job he's done with this roster. Um, really, the only notable flaw is not having like a taller, bigger, like third string big because Dario Sharch has been great this season, but he kind of had a rough patch uh, near the end of the season and teams that have size in the backup bigs give them a little bit of trouble. But other than that, I mean, this team, these guys love being around each other. They are really complimentary they have complementary skill sets on the court. Um, so many wings, so many players that can play multiple positions and just things like Aiton being willing to sacrifice touches and offense just to do the little things, you know, roll hard to the rim that creates so much gravity and open space for the shooters. Um, just all of these guys buying into their roles and, and executing them to the way that they are. It's, it's really been incredible because I thought that this team would be a playoff team heading into the season I had no idea they would gel this well that they would get a guy like Tory Craig for cash considerations and that it would all just seamlessly fit like this. Like it really has been, um, I don't want to, you know, sound too poetic here, but it has been like a magical season for a franchise that's been, you know, wandering the desert for the last 11 years, pretty much. So it's, I think it's also super telling that like, Aiton was picked the same year as you know Doncic and Trey Young and like it's still considered a good pick like and in terms of fit like I don't know if I necessarily see either of those guys fitting the same way especially like Doncic is such a ball heavy player like I don't know 
like he's he he's worked so well in the construction of the team that like it's a really great pick. And yeah, Doncic I mean, would take minutes away from campaign. Yeah, <laughs> right. We can't have they that. We just can't that. do that. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. No, I I still think the Suns, if they had taken Luka Doncic, I mean Doncic is a star, and like Chris Paul's a ball dominant player too, so I think they would have figured it out, but. It's I've always made this comparison, like even after the draft, because I was advocating for the Suns to take Luca back then. Um, but I've always made this comparison. It's like the 1984 draft when the Rockets took Hakeem Olajuwon before Michael Jordan. Like Michael Jordan was the greatest player of all time. And he's probably, you know, if you pick him, you're probably going to win championships at some point. But they were vindicated in making that pick with Olajuwon because the dude was an MVP, a defensive player of the year, and they won championships with him. So if the Suns win a championship with Aiton, they'll be vindicated. Even if they didn't take the best player in the draft, they'll still, you know, they'll still be happy with their selection. And I think they are very much right now. Yeah. yeah. In terms of, in terms of like the, the construction of the team, like year over year from last year to this year, um, you know, we saw what they were doing in the bubble. They kind of ended on a really hot streak, but what do you think has been like the biggest impact, like Crowder, CP3, having Aiton for the full year, like, do you think it was just like a perfect storm of all that coming together? Or is there one in particular that you think really stands out? Yeah. I mean, I, I think the obvious one is, is Chris Paul, but it really is a, a perfect storm of, of things coming together because a lot of national people tried to make an MVP case for Chris Paul. And it was basically just based on like the Suns were a 30 some win team last year. And now they're title contenders. Like it was just Chris Paul. And that's not how it was like, Devin Booker has been phenomenal this whole time. Uh, Bridges and Aiton made leaps. Like Cam Johnson made a leap. Campaign is like a rotation player after not being in the league last year. Um, so it's it's been, it really has been all kinds of different factors. And I think the Suns' depth shouldn't go over noticed either because like they legitimately could run 12 or 13 deep. And they did during the regular season. They ran like 14 players deep depending on the night. Um, and that's a huge advantage in a 72 game season that's condensed in this after the shortest off season ever. Um, that really made a difference. So it, it really has been all of these perfect things aligning and, and Monty Williams with the culture that he's put in place here. It's been incredible. Yeah. The, the MVP calls I feel like are getting out of hand. They're just yeah. all over the place. <laughs> I was at the Hawks game last night. Trey young is getting MVP chance at the free throw mm -hmm. line. I know that's the home crowd, but you need to settle down. Um, just, just go back to Aiden though. What has been, what has he done to like take the next step with his game? Because I remember the days where he was like sharing minutes with Aaron Baines. Right. And it was like, mm -hmm. is Aiden like a quality starter? And then now it's like consensus opinion. He's, he, he's a, really decent solid player uh what has he like added to his game or what changes has he made yeah i mean i really do think that having some veterans around him like chris paul and jay crowder has rubbed off on him as far as his work ethic and his focus because for the first two years most of the first two years it was more of a he had all the physical tools all the natural gifts that you would want out of a defensive anchor he just didn't always have the focus and the effort um, but I think he's really improved his conditioning, his his work habits as far as being locked in and prepared. Um, and, and we're seeing him just come to life in the playoffs in the way that we really haven't. We've seen flashes of it, and now he's, like, putting it all together. He's focused on the defensive end, and that's what he wants to do most. He doesn't care 
about touches, which is a huge thing for a number one overall pick to buy into that role um, because he really maximizes his role with this team by just doing those little things like hitting the offensive glass, second chance opportunities, cleaning up around the rim and playing defense. I mean, he's held Nikola Jokic to under 40% shooting in this series when he's been defending him, which is the MVP. Like that's pretty impressive. And that's all the Suns need him to do to win. So just the gravity he provides by rolling hard, just doing all those little things. He's, he's been phenomenal in, in sacrificing and accepting his role for this team. Yeah. 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 As a follow-up there, sorry, Dylan. Uh, Stephen A. Smith made headlines saying that Donovan Mitchell was the greatest jazz player of all time. As a follow-up yeah. to my DeAndre Aiden comment would you be willing to do something similar on our podcast potentially make some headlines deandre aiden best sons player of all time best uh second year guy of all time western conference guy of all time i would say he's already in the running for best sons big of all time there we go i would throw that there we go I would mean, get in if you maybe I should say center because Amari Stoudemire was the best big, but I'll say gonna, center. Yeah, <laughs> center is a good <laughs> clarification. There. Yeah, so it goes so it goes Amari Stoudemire, Aaron Baines, DeAndre, Aiden. <laughs> of course. Yeah. I mean, that's I can't I can't believe I forgot Aaron Baines. I, yeah, I'm a hack. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I will say in terms of freak performances, just completely out of the blue. His 37-point eruption last year was mm-hmm. one of the greatest, like, random sports occurrences I've ever seen <laughs> in my entire life. Like, it was yeah. magical. <laughs> like, he just couldn't miss. <laughs> and I think that was, if I'm not mistaken, against the Nuggets as well. I think yeah. He, I think- it, and he had, like, a 21-point second quarter or something like that. Yeah. But he, he just plays Nikola Jokic really well for whatever reason. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think it's – I mean, I think going back to Aiton, like – it's it's surprising like you never know if Nikola Jokic is actually taking a good shot or not because they all look like terrible off-balance shots that he just flings up and they somehow go in and during the series it's like I still can't tell if if like he's taking good shots or bad shots but he's missing the crazy shots that he normally makes which I feel like Aiden has to be you know partially responsible for right (laughs) like yeah I mean he's Aiton's one of the best in the league as far as challenging shots without fouling and staying vertical. Um, he'll get caught with his arm, you know, at an angle every now and then and get whistled for a foul. But, you know, against the MVP, that's going to happen. And he's done a really phenomenal job of being physical with Jokic without, you know, being obviously physical and, and you know, creating that whistle. So it's been a real, and, and he also has the foot speed to stay with him on the perimeter, which is a huge thing because, the Suns are able to kind of pack the paint and play passing lanes and show him multiple bodies. Like they don't have to send too many double teams his way, which is huge because Jokic can pass over those double teams. And, and then that's when the Nuggets offense starts rolling. So to be able to have someone who can match up with him one-on-one for most of the game um, and have his mirror, his minutes mirror Jokic's is a huge thing for the Suns defense. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of just uh MVP and Jokic being the MVP. Did either of you guys find it kind of cool that they just gave Jokic the MVP in the middle of the series while he's getting clobbered and like shut down by Aiden? I kind of feel like that went under the radar, but maybe it wasn't was, the best move by the NBA. It was it's rough because like the first round series, we didn't really know which way it was gonna go either, as far as because like the Blazers are terrible defense, but they're a decent team 
and that was that series was kind of going back and forth. So I don't know when you would give it to him. Um, but it is rough because they like return home and they're like, we're going to have a full capacity crowd and Jokic is going to get his MVP. And then like five minutes into the game, the Suns are already up 10. Yeah. <laughs> the game just stayed there the rest of the way, pretty much. So that that is rough. And he got like a technical on his MVP night. It just wasn't. A, oh, there was a, a Nuggets fan that like, I don't know if you saw that this morning, but Nuggets fan that got beat up and <laughs> told yeah. Suns and four like it, yeah. Yeah. it's not yeah. going good in Denver right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I this after you beat the shit out of two separate people, and then in their away crowd start chanting Suns and four, and all the other Nuggets fans around are like, "All right, respect," and they like dap him up. That those guys just can never show their faces in Denver ever again. <laughs> no, that, that was so rough. I was yeah. dying laughing this morning. I was like, that was kind of the series in a microcosm right there. Yeah. yeah. Well, and they're both wearing the Jamal, Jamal Murray jerseys. Yeah, too. That's and rough. looked kind of similar to Jamal Murray too. <laughs> <laughs> it was basically like Jamal Murray himself getting uh, beat up. Yeah, um, you hate to see it. Yeah. Speaking of going back to my other question with Stephen A. Smith, another headline that kind of came out of the series so far was um, uh, Skip Bayless saying that Chris Paul is better known for his State Farm commercials than his playoff performances or playing uh, basketball in the playoffs. Yeah. As I'm just gonna say, as a Suns writer, what's your what's your response to Skip? That's. I mean, Skip says things to get a reaction and that's exactly what he's doing here because he knows he's being antagonistic and saying stupid stuff. Um, (laughs) Chris Paul is known for, when you talk about Chris Paul in the playoffs, the one thing that comes up obviously is he doesn't have a championship. He doesn't have a finals appearance. Um, He didn't make the Western Conference finals until he joined the Rockets with James Harden. All that stuff, I get it. But if you look at his actual teams and if you look at his actual numbers and performances, like Chris Paul consistently elevates his game in the playoffs. Um, he had that one turnover in a critical game with the Clippers against the Thunder, that one second round series that wound up costing them. And that's what people remember. But they don't remember, you know, the game seven game winner he hit against the San Antonio Spurs to seal that series. They don't remember how good he was against, you know, the Lakers and the Spurs when he was with way back with the Hornets, how good he was in those playoffs um, and how for most of those series, he was consistently outgunned as far as he was playing a better team most of the time when he lost in the playoffs. Um, and I really do think in 2018, that Rockets team wins it all. If he doesn't get injured, uh, you know, I think that was game five that he got hurt. And then the Warriors came back in that series. I really do think if he was healthy, they win that series and they win the whole thing. So it is, it is rough that he's never won a finals or been to a finals Hopefully that changes this year. We'll see. But uh, it, it is unfortunate that people still have this perception about Chris Paul as not being a good playoff performer because what he's showing us right now is just another example of evidence completely to the contrary of that. It's actually, it's funny you should mention potentially going to the finals. Um, I, as I mentioned before, I'm here with my buddy. Uh, he's a diehard Suns fan. His name's Carson. Uh, he actually has a has a guest question. If you want to come on, <laughs> perfect. Yeah, right, it's your 15 seconds of fame. Yeah, let's see, let's see what you have. How Hi, Carson. <laughs> Great. How about you? Great. So my question is basically this: 
everyone knows it's going to be the Nets and the Suns in the final. (laughs) So, you know, you got Steve Nash, Mike D'Antoni, seven seconds or left, Hall of Fame, Suns. Um, Do they throw the finals? (laughs) Because (laughs) they basically should. Otherwise, is it even really like are they really sons are they true sons people if, if not you yeah know? i mean i think that's a valid question maybe maybe james harden doesn't have a hamstring injury and they're just holding him out maybe they're already you know they're setting that up seeds yeah. <laughs> maybe they're KD off the bench i mean yeah. <laughs> if you called this if this is what happens if uh, D'Antoni and Nash throw the finals uh, and the Nets to give the Suns the finals, this will be the greatest moment in podcasting history. <laughs> calling that. It's like we heard it here first Simpsons. from Carson. Yeah, from Carson, <laughs> from Meat Sports Alcohol. Make sure you credit Carson for Meat Sports Alcohol. All right. I'll have my source lined up right away. That's awesome. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, how do you think that that will play out if that ends up being the case? Like, it's got to be a little, a little awkward, right? I mean, I you could look at it as awkward. I think you could also look at it as either way. Some sons are getting a ring this year, if that's what happens. It it wouldn't. I mean, it wouldn't be consolation to the fan base, but it would be nice to see you know Nash, Amari, and D'Antoni win a ring together finally, even if it's not for the Suns or in the way that Suns fans would have preferred. Yeah, no, I I completely agree with that as a Suns fan. I mean, that's 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 when I started as a Suns fan, and so. If someone's going to win it other than the Suns, it might as well be Nash and D'Antoni. <laughs> yeah, and, and there would be no shame in that because I, I feel like in the playoffs so far, the Nets clearly have the highest ceiling, but I don't think anyone's been playing better basketball than the Suns right now, um, which would make <laughs> which would make for a really compelling finals matchup. I think that's the – I mean, that's obviously the matchup that people are rooting for. Um, still got to make it out. This still got a game to win in this series. Yeah. Still have yeah. either Probably. the Clippers or the Jazz to take yep. care of, which are both really tough matchups. But yep. I mean, that would be a phenomenal final series. It'd be really fun. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can't disagree. <laughs> As a Nets fan, I gotta say, I'd probably be the least sad losing to the Suns. I'll take that. Yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be, it's really gonna be like, if that ends up being it, it's gonna be like, America's team versus like the ultimate sports villains. <laughs> like, I don't know how you could possibly yeah. be rooting for the like, Nets in that situation. The Nick Foles, Eagles versus the Patriots. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, let them have it. Let them have it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, awesome. That's great. Well, It'd be like sweet. Space Jam 3, honestly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the last thing, the last thing that we wanted to, uh, to get going here before we let you go is um, we think you know, it's good. You know, all we're trying to do here is just to go viral in some way or another. We tried to get you with the headline, you know, (laughs) Carson had his prediction. All we're trying to do. The last thing um, that we were hoping that you could potentially endorse is our, uh, basically we're going to try to push for campaign to be six man of the year next year. I think he's got a real shot. I think he's been playing well. It's a great comeback story Mm -hmm. and we could, we can push the campaign campaign for six man of the year (laughs) i i fully endorse this campaign there we go (laughs) absolutely i i feel like he's he's got to put up better numbers than he did this year but i don't think they're i struggle to think of a backup point guard that was better in their role this year than campaign was there we Um, go and i think that's that it could work because they need to you know slowly dwindle 
Chris Paul's minutes down as he gets older. So more minutes for campaign, more opportunities to score. Yep. Yeah, the numbers will follow. He has the skill. Numbers are (laughs) and and I mean, I mean, you know, the MVP. A lot of these are just about the narratives, and if we can get in early with the campaign, campaign, Mm -hmm. that's a that's a storyline right there. That's going to get get headlines, retweets, all that kind of stuff. Yes, Suns just need to pay whatever it takes to give him his extension, re-sign him. Give Chris Paul what he wants. Give Mikael Bridges and Aiton their extensions. Just pay whatever it takes to keep this team together. And totally let's get agree. campaign his sixth man of the year trophy yep. next year. Yes. There we go. <laughs> the campaign starts now. <laughs> the campaign. There we go. Uh, all right. Well, Gerald, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, this is an awesome interview. Super fun. Really appreciate the time. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me on, guys. I call upon all nations to do everything they can to stop these terrorist killers. Now watch this drive. Well, fellas, Father's Day is coming up and the weather is catching heat. Whether you have a dad bod or rocking a six pack, make sure you and your pops are smelling nice and shaved where it matters most. Make your dad proud this year and get him yourself, get him, him and yourself the Manscaped Lawnmower 4.0 and the Refined Cologne by Manscaped. The brand new Lawnmower 4.0 and Refined Cologne is perfect for you and the dad in your life to complete your grooming game. Once again, we have 20% off plus free shipping using the promo code MEAT at manscaped.com. I got to work in my Cardenese. All right. It's now time for Dylan's lackluster performance of the week. Uh, Dylan, what do you got for us? Yeah. So um, overall, so over the weekend, uh, the White Sox were playing the Tigers um, and God, I can't believe I didn't catch uh, that. And I know, I know. Uh, White Sox swept him. If you if you didn't if you didn't see, um, but on Saturday uh, the White Sox the White Sox beat the Tigers fifteen to two, um, and so by the fifth inning it was already like eight to two. Uh, so they brought in a guy that they had just called up from Triple A's, uh, Bo Burrows, um, and he came in. Uh, in one inning, gave up four earned runs and vomited uh, all over the mound and was taken out of the game in his very first major league debut and then gets immediately sent back down to AAA. <laughs> Are you serious? He vomited all over the mound. Yeah, yeah. This is a so real thing that performance. happened? How did yeah, I not the lackluster see performance is 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 Bo Burrows just all around lackluster yeah yeah dude they um john boy does a does a breakdown of it um of like it leading up to it and you can see like like early in it like he starts kind of like coughing like feeling a little bit uncomfortable and all this stuff and like has like a false alarm before like when you watch the build up to it it's fucking hilarious and Yerman mercedes is on the plate is at the plate and he's just like what the fuck is going on holy shit <laughs> yeah in their nuts. white in their white unis too which is brutal oh, if you're gonna pee if you want to be in the aways yeah yeah wait so yeah. did you i mean did he do a terrible job because he uh was feeling like he had to vomit is that the assumption i mean made? probably yeah yeah or right, i'm pulling this up so right terrib- now I'm watching or he was it. doing so terribly that it made him physically ill 
wow know? i would love can we get this guy on the show like i need to know <laughs> yeah, what happened like was he I so know. nervous that he was vomiting yeah. like yeah or, oh shit you yeah. literally vomit oh my god i'm watching it dude, holy he, shit like projectiles dude, dude. holy <laughs> shit, he, he, he tries to hold it he tries to hold it in and he get a little split out which is you know <laughs> <laughs> this Always, is like the most I, classic vomit. I, that sounds yeah. like a stupid thing to say, but what a classic no. vomit! Too. Classic I've done this nine hundred times <laughs> in my life, where you yeah. puke and it like fills up your mouth, and you're like, yeah. I got like, <laughs> I can swallow it. I can push it down, like, and then it's just right. it's projectile. Right. It's all right. <laughs> it just comes comes out all at once. Yeah. Holy shit, dude! Maybe oh, you're gonna love this. Maybe yeah. this is what baseball needs. Yeah, you know, yeah. Say, how did, do you fix baseball? Did we just fix baseball? Um, you make all the pitchers violently ill beforehand, and just put them out there. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> rule change: uh, vomiting on the mound. That's a balk, I'd say. Oh, okay, okay. Yep. What about Honest this? What about base. this? There's all of the you know debate about illegal substances uh, that pitchers are using to like help control the ball. What if they banned all those substances, but if you vomit, you can use that to control your pitches. You can slather up the ball with vomit as much as you want. No rule, no, no rules against that. Okay, wait, wait. wait. Just so just so I'm clear on what you're saying here. Yeah. Yeah. Like with all the banned sub- substances that yeah. pitches are using on the ball, the only one yeah. that you can use is vomit. Is vomit. Yes. Okay. So yes. we'll just have pitchers going out there just vomiting on and their hands. Yeah. They, yeah. Well, and it's like, that's a strategy too. It's like, okay, do I, what do I eat the night before to really get some sticky stuff? You know, you eat a bunch of gummy bears, vomit all that. That's some, that's some good grip. You can really fling the ball with that. Yeah. Instead but of if like you a, have a, like a wet puke, then that's just, <laughs> that's like kind of a spitball, you know? <laughs> instead of like a rosin bag at the back of the mound uh you just mm-hmm. have like a gallon of milk yeah like instead yeah. of pitchers like like <laughs> using the rosin there's just some milk just, in there for guys to yeah start pounding just pounding milk yeah 100 percent. god and 100%. that goes well with the little like shot clock that they now have in baseball for like pitchers to throw pitches yeah uh, yeah if you only have like 30 seconds or whatever you're just gonna have guys like absolutely pulling trick <laughs> Yeah, and milk and milk and pulling trick. Yeah. Wow, that yeah. is yeah. great lackluster of the week. Thanks, dude. Thanks. I can't believe you didn't see it. You gotta you gotta watch the full John Boyd uh uh breakdown too. Cause it really he really gets into it. Yeah, uh, you're you're crazy. It's awesome. I'll... You're crazy if you think the next thing that I'm doing is not gonna be watching that John Boyd video. <laughs> that is so yeah, right up yeah. my alley. That is 100% what yeah, I'm gonna do. It is amazing. Uh, it it's also amazing. great here that his, I was almost certain that your commentary on this was gonna be about his his name being Bo Burrow and not Joe Burrow. That was mm, like- Joe Burrow, yeah. Gonna be some <laughs> twist on that. But now it's just Mm-mm. a guy with an incredibly similar name who, did something 90 million yeah. times worse than anything Joe Burrow has done. Joe Burrow's ever done. I know. I know. He's putting that's what I was thinking about. It's like he's given a bad name to to the Burrow name, you know. Yeah. 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 Wow. Yeah. All right, well, I have a yeah. bonus lackluster performance of the week. Arguably. Yeah. Let's hear it. <laughs> I mean, similar to Bo Burrow. Uh, my lackluster uh-huh. performance of the week is us. 
people who yeah. are listening uh-huh. this sounds like a normal good fine episode my oh my it's you not. do not know what's been going on here on our end do you want to just describe your situation for us right now dylan yeah sure certainly yeah so it's sunday night here in montana um and my power has been out now for about an hour uh my wi-fi was out before that so i was i was planning on just uh doing um like using my phone for this uh and then right as we started my power went out completely uh and so it's been a bit hard to focus um i also am absolutely burnt to a crisp and i didn't wear my manscaped underwear last night and i walked three miles home uh and am chafed an ungodly amount so i yeah things things have been better things on my end (laughs) Yeah, yeah 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 so it's really it's it's you could say it's lackluster, which it is and has been. However, I'm really overcoming a lot. I'm fighting through a lot of adversity here. Yeah, wait, that's a really good point. I guess it's better yeah. better framed as we ha- we're dealing with some lackluster conditions, but conditions. we, are, but we but, are just like overcoming them. Yeah. Like the live yeah, Michael Jordan flu game. The world yeah, is this our flu game? The world around us. Yeah, this is our flu game, dude. Yeah. Especially yeah. if you're if you think that the flu game wasn't actually Michael Jordan having the flu, him just like pounding too many scotches and cigars before the game, and that being the case, yeah. Then this that's, is actually our flu game because I am incredibly hungover. Yeah, right because now. it's completely our fault. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Except for the power thing, power thing, man, out of our hands that's uh yeah 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 this is this is brave go us yeah um but uh if you jmo is a bit of a wizard when it comes to sound editing and um there's a lot of podcast stuff that you don't hear uh that is generally just us fucking up so uh to commemorate that uh we're gonna put in a little reel of some of the, the blooper clips of when we were trying to record this and could not. Yeah, and, and just to be clear, this is all from the last like half hour. <laughs> this yeah, is like this is... our bloopers in the podcast so far. This no. is in the last 20 yeah. minutes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And here it is. Enjoy. Hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> hey, everybody. Hey. <laughs> All right. Hey kids! Hey! <laughs> hey everyone! Welcome to Meat Sports Alcohol for. Mm, Fuck. What's the date? Monday, <laughs> June 14th. So, we now welcome our. our Fuck. <laughs> I'm so. I'm, I'm so out of it. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I got it. I got it. Uh, what do you want to start with? We would. Wait, so this is. Uh, uh, f- five bad minutes. Five bad minutes, right? Yeah. Or is that different? Yeah, no, five bad minutes. Same thing. I'm going to move. I don't want to be out here anymore. Sorry. There's like someone. That's- <laughs> do you want to just do Ask the Analytics? Or you mean Lackluster? Yeah, there's just like a couple like right outside. I just like, hear every word and I felt a little weird just doing a podcast there. But... That's uh, 
And that was our show. Thanks, everybody. Uh, stay tuned next week. Again, another amazing guest. Uh, we get Michelle Obama and Vladimir Putin together. Wow. Those, yeah. yeah, that's right. I don't know why I'm acting surprised. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, you, that, you booked him. <laughs> I know. I wasn't yeah. on Ambien or something. I just completely forgot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Michelle Obama actually listener suggested guests too. You know, we had a little poll on our Instagram. Uh, someone mm-hmm. suggested Michelle Obama. And what could I say? We we delivered. Exactly. Having we Michelle love to listen. We love to listen to our fans. You're the ones that make it happen. Yeah, we should we yep. should like set up like a horse game or something between Michelle Obama, and Michelle Putin. Obama and, and Putin. That's a yeah. good idea. Yeah, that's a good idea. Cool. We'll stick around next week when we play horse with Michelle Obama and <laughs> Vladimir Putin. Yep. All right. Yep. Thanks so much for listening, meters. Uh, all right, fam. Peace. Peace and love. Today is gonna be the day that they're gonna throw it back to you By now you should have somehow realized what you gotta do I don't believe that anybody feels the way I do about you now Because maybe